This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role-playing game, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Have you heard of high-level games? If you're a content creator looking to make your dream a reality, you need high-level games. High-level games does layout, editing, and development support such as Kickstarter and more. Even if you're not a creator and just want to enhance your game with exciting new supplements, go to highlevelgames.ca and check out Dark New England for V20. High-level games. We want to help you level up your role-playing game. Highlevelgames.ca everybody welcome to a world of rage this is a uh, live play that i'm running for patrons of the patreon of werewolf the podcast i want to say thank you to every single one of you for playing this game uh we are joined by a great group of people i am going to have them all introduce their characters in a few moments but i'm going to start this game by focusing in on zach's character thomas johnson because you are a cub who has only barely discovered that you are a werewolf and are beginning your journey into the Garu Nation's existence. You have yet to meet any other actual werewolves, except you have gone to your aunt and uncles who are kinfolk you have discovered. They have tried to explain to you what it means to be a werewolf and that there's whole this whole nation of, uh, of werewolves out there. Your uncle is actually a, um, he has the ability to use Gnosis. So he has taught you how to start communicating basically with spirits. And he has uh, helped you get your first two gifts. You are sitting outside his porch uh, in the country, outside of the city that you are from, keeping it as vague as we have uh, established your background being. And a portal appears on the edge of the deck to somewhere that you have uh, no idea where it is. It's just a shimmering golden blue portal and out steps a elderly black man with long white hair. And he's just standing there looking at you. Uh, uh, wait, uh, what, who, where did you, uh, what? Huh? Who are you? Where did you come? Uh, what are you thomas johnson yeah who are you i am winslow known as speaks ancient truth i ask you to come with me you are prophesized and you must take your place among the nation of the garu the the oh the where the the werewolves that uncle bob told me about Yes. And uh, Uncle Bob is standing there. He's like, yeah, I, I, I know this guy. Uh, I, I haven't seen him in a long time, but he's one of them. Uh, uh, all right. Um, so what? Are, where are we going? Winslow says, we are going deep into the Umbra, the spirit world, to a secret place where you will be brought under the wing of a pack a group of other werewolves like yourself who will teach you the ways of our nation. Uh, what should I bring? I, I, all I got is my backpack here, really. Do a I change of clothes will be all you need. All right. Uh, 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 I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not the weirdest thing has happened this month. So, um, yeah. Uh, 
How do we do? How do we get there? He puts his arm over your shoulder and leans in and says, "This will be uncomfortable." That's not very reassuring. And he pushes you into the portal, and you are you feel this like dizzying disorientation as you feel your stomach flip inside and outside. Your brain seems to rattle inside your head and you appear in a field. It's a a pure like green um, field that just seems to uh, go like far off into the distance. And the smells here are brighter and stronger than normal. It's like uh, you can smell like the thick grass as, as if it had just been cut, um, but it doesn't seem to be uh, cut at the moment. It's just, just that smell is strong in your nostrils and you can see the sunlight is just brighter than normal, but not overpowering. And the sounds, you can almost hear the sound of the grass growing and you feel it touch you and it's almost overwhelming in its brushing against your your legs and your feet he turns to you this is a special place in the umbra um okay what is this so we're not this isn't real this is the umbra the umbra is just as real as the real world as you might call it this is where the spirits live, the spiritual reflection of our world. This is a part of the middle umbra, the place where our realms, special realms of spirit stuff exist. Glad you brought me here before lunch. Oh, that, that could have been a rough ride. Um, I'm just going to look around and kind of take it in and have a kind of uh, what the fuck face looking at everything and just be like, eh, um, okay. Yeah. It, this is what you say. It is. It's, it's, this is not normal. He turns to you after a few moments and says, shift into your lupus form, your wolf form, and let us go to where we must meet with the rest. Um, so I actually haven't done that before. So what, like I, I got mad once and turned into this big great raging monster. I, 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 I I haven't really figured that part out yet. I feel that it is helpful to start with the nose. Breathe in deeply as if you are a wolf taking the scent of your prey. And then feel that change ripple through your body. Allow your bones to shift and move and fit the right places. That sounds like it's going to hurt. Mechanically. You need to roll a primal urge and stamina roll to shift forms. Is it still difficulty six when you're trying to reach either the lupus or crinos form? Correct. You need as many successes as forms you step through to get to the form. So from Hamid to lupus, it's four steps. So you have to get four sixes. And however many sixes you get, that's where you stop at that turn. I start to grow. Um... I'm not good at this and have only made it to Glabro. Um, it's almost if he's intentionally stopping because now his clothes are very, really tight on him and he doesn't have many clothes. Um, should I take these off first so I don't rip them and like that would be littering if I left it behind. If I just if they just got ripped off when I go to the, like, is that, is that that what I do? He sets his hand on your shoulder and says, take your clothes off. 
I will walk you through this process. Take a deep breath. Try to thinking that and kind of focusing on becoming a wolf after taking the stripping down naked in front of this stranger. And do tens need a specialty to do something good or? Um, usually you have to have a specialty for tens to okay. be re-rolled. Yeah. Uh, or count as so, two. Uh, anyone remind me in W20, count as two? You re-roll them, not count them as two. Okay, you re-roll them, right. All right. Uh, sorry, I thought Weirwolf, no, Weirwolf 20 is um, tens counters. Uh, ten on a speciality counts as two successes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, he doesn't quite make it to Lupus. He, his body grows into Krynos and then shrinks as it bones jar he gives out a little yowl like a yelp more than a howl um as you know the body and bones are reshaping themselves and ends up in hispo okay winslow shifts into hispo and you hear him this is strange because he doesn't speak but you know what he's saying he gestures to that's good enough come on and he grabs your backpack in his teeth and you run through the grass you run for quite some time and crest a hill and see a large temple structure. It's hard to describe it exactly, but there's a circular um, like fountain in the middle of this stone um, series of stone buildings. And the uh, fountain is surrounded by a circular set of standing stones. And inside the stones is a group of other figures who I will have you all describe yourselves here in just a moment. Thomas, you and Winslow pad up in your Hispo forms. The rest of you, I'll describe quickly um, this pure black wolf with like streaks of white uh, at the top of his head pads up in Hispo form with another uh, wolf and he transforms. You all have been summoned here. You've all been brought here by the various elders that I asked you to, to create and say, hey, this is some information on the elder that is bringing me here. This is the Sept of the Forgotten. It is a place in the Umbra in a special realm that is the accumulation, a place that accumulates all of the forgotten lore in the Garu Nation's history. It is forgotten itself. You have never heard of this place until you were brought here. The elders that brought you here are unclear themselves on exactly who runs this place, what it is. They just know it is the Sept of the Forgotten, and it is in this special realm that they have been instructed to bring you to. They're unsure why you are here, but they know that you are important to something. Zach, can you describe your character in uh, in Hispo form? Uh, so here's a very awkward looking hispo um he's just in general he doesn't look like he's it's like his first day literally looks like a, a wolf on its first day walking um as far as how it stands uh skinny and it's on the smaller side of what a hispo would be um could pass for a very large lupus dark uh, fur mostly all black there's maybe some specks of brown in it and some patterns um, and kind of grayish around the face how is he feeling right now he's confused he, he's you know not even sure of being 
being himself in his body. This is this is un- uncomfortable. This is weird. He he's not sure if he should sit. He doesn't know how to properly how to sit like mechanically. It's it's not, and he's not really paying attention at the moment to kind of or aware that this is a big. This is a special place. This is a big deal. He's more focused on kind of what's going on with him and how this is, how does he do this thing? The thing that's clear to all of you is that whoever this Hispo formed werewolf is, he is very uncomfortable and unsure of himself. And you all get that sense from him. Jim, let's start with you. Can you describe your character and describe really briefly the elder that you were with? Sure. Um, like moments before the uh, the hispos padded up, a motorbike roared out of the umbra into this glade and pulled into a made turn on a turn a three hundred sixty degree stop. Two riders get off. Both head clad black leathers. Um, the driver pulls off his helmet to reveal a long hair head of mane of silver hair and a full beard the same shade. She smooths out with a gloved hand, and the driver's about six feet tall, dressed in black biker's leathers, and over the shoulder, the hilt and pommel of a massive sword with two-handed grip can be seen, with the end of a broad scabbard appearing below the opposite side. It's easily almost as long as the man is tall. A necklace of teeth and claws bounces on his broad chest as he strides toward the group, announcing himself with his earshot. I am Jason Wormslayer, sometimes called Eye of the Storm, Mercy's Edge, and the Wildstorm Rider. I was born on two legs under the half moon to the tribe of Falcon in the House of Wormfoe, which was named for our ancestor, King Reginald's Wormsfoe. I am the 75th bearer of the Grand Clave from which our family takes its name, and I carry it with honor. I am considered an elder of the nation, leader of the Sept of Falcon's Eyrie, and I return to this sacred place with my grandson Edward, that he may fulfill his destiny. When Jason mentions his grandson, he gestures behind him to the other rider of the motorcycle who'd been delayed for a moment, catching up with his grandfather while struggling to remove his helmet. Underneath the headgear, a shock of wavy golden blonde hair is revealed, falling loosely along the young man's large ears and broad shoulders. A thin, curly-haired hint of a beard clings to the young man's square jaw, barely covering his dimpled chin. The features of his face are strongly reminiscent of his grandfather for they share the same full lips, aquiline nose, high cheekbones, and piercing steel blue eyes. The younger Wormslayer stands ever so slightly taller than his grandfather when the two are side by side, even though the young man's lanky frame fills the space much less so than the powerfully built chest and arms of his grandfather. The young man is wearing dark blue jeans over rugged boots, a polo shirt, and a dark brown leather jacket. A bandolier over his chest attaches to a sword similar in size to that of his grandfather, but his construction is much simpler and the scavern is far more narrow than the one that holds the Grand Clave. Over his left shoulder, a padded messenger bag is securely suspended from a long strap, and it bounces softly against the young man's hip as he walks. When he senses the group's eyes on him, he bows and presents himself. I am Edward Stur- uh, Wormslayer, born on two legs under the gibbous moon to the tribe of Falcon and the House of Wormfoe. I have not been honored with any deed name of my own, but I have been completed in my rite of passage and I've earned the right to call myself a Cleoth of the nation, and I'm here to answer the summons made of me. Michael. Out from the uh, edge of the uh, forest, while everyone's starting to go in there, you see uh, my character, a uh, tall young man, curly brown hair, 
paler complexion with a hint of a little Mediterranean, uh, walking next to a, um, a very spry but older, older uh, woman who uh, has the fiercest green eyes any of you have probably ever seen. As we draw closer, she um, looks at everyone gathered in there, uh, gathered around in the glade, and and just smiles incredibly broad, a very warm, welcoming, loving gaze upon all of you. She um, grabs me, pulls me in by my shoulder. I'm a little bit more hesitant, but I look around, intimidated, but more of just a little apprehensive of being around others. I take a look at the Silver Fang, smile, nod. As I'm looking around, taking uh, all these uh, new Garu in, I see my uh, my grandmother, who uh, is grand, uh, I, I lovingly call Granny Montessarius, who walks over to our newest uh, addition to the Glade. And just as she lovingly like just pats the shoulder of the uh, large wolf in a loving, calming manner. And she just uh, looks at me very fiercely all of a sudden says, don't be rude, introduce yourself. And I do a quick little grin despite myself and just said, hello. My name is Alexander Montesarios. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm happy to be here among such, uh, as you take a look around, kind of unsure what to say, diverse friends or hopeful friends. I'm a, a therger, so I don't know. We'll see where we go. And uh, so I hope Gaia has a plan for all of us here. Thank you. Ah, can you please give us your descriptions? I'm Speaks with Wind. I'm a Crescent Moon servant of Rat. I come with my mentor, uh, the Athro Jenny Big Depends. She's uh, ancient and silent, and I spend most of my time caring for her when I'm not helping out others in need. John. I will be brought here by a older gentleman in Native American garb carrying a spear who walks up very um, politely to the Sept Elders here, bows. I, on Earth, am known as Angus. To the Guru, I'm known as Pierces the Stars. I was born under the full moon to the Uktana, to the nation of the Guru. I am an elder. I am not here to speak of my previous deeds. I am here as requested to introduce someone. I therefore bring Zachary as requested to your sept and leave him with you in peace. Zach is about, looks about 20. Jeans, slight set of what looks like almost military jacket on, uh, blonde hair, somewhere 18 to 18 to 20. Well, it's nice to meet you all. Um, Zachary Garcia. I'm known as Arnus the Forest, Cleath, born like my elder under the full moon. And I'm honored to be asked here for whatever reason it might be. And it is nice to see all of you. We don't get that many guru around where I am, just a few. Thank you. And last but not least, Dove. On the very tallest perch of this forgotten structure, you see a, a large blackbird. He's sort of teetering, looking this way with the quirk of his head. The feathers all over his noggin will fluff up as he watches the wolves approaching, and he gives a click of his beak. He tilts his head this way, 
looking and watching them approach. And then in that sort of that weird sort of voice that's really heard from within, you can hear the, the thumping from your heart, the spiritual center. There's more wolves coming. Aye, <laughs> aye. He flutters down and lands near the new wolf, uh, Thomas Johnson, and he squawks. I, I, I am Dove, Sun Seed Sword, Hamid Korax, Knight of Helios, Deliverer for the Hermetic Order of Swift Light. And he puffs up his feathered breast. I was sent by the big bird herself, Esmeralda, and I am here to watch you. How do you do? Yeah, I'm going to poke my, uh, <laughs> I'm going to paw at my, uh, the guy who brought me and just be like, the bird talks. Of course, I can talk. talk. Do any of us have any idea what the heck a Korax is? I think you might have heard that there are other shifters in the world, like birds, but this is the first time you have ever seen one and interacted with one. Okay. So, Zach, Thomas asked that question, and uh, Winslow turns and, and shifts into Hamid form and says, Birds speak. This particular one is a Korax, a child of the sun. As Holy you are. radiance! He smiles and laughs. I am thankful that the prophecies we have seen are on the cusp of coming true. Uh, you all have been called here to fulfill this prophecy. Not to interrupt you, sir. Uh, what prophecy exactly are you talking about? Because I was just told by my grandma to show up. And uh, well, I was, after I say that, Granny smacks me out, out on my shoulder. Like, well, you did. It's, I love you, but you did. Oh, sorry. I will allow Maria to speak of the prophecy. Maria is standing there. She is a um, a woman in uh, her late sixties with pure white hair, uh, or I'm sorry, with pure black hair and a very stern face. She looks Eastern European. She is Croatian for anyone that may be able to figure like tell. She has a very stern face and. When she speaks, she has a slight Eastern European accent, which I will not put on. And she says, I am known as prophet of the lost. I am a galliard, a speaker of tales. I speak of the prophecies of our nation. I collect the old prophecies, the new prophecies, the speeches of the high ones, the low ones, and the spirits that come from beyond. I speak to you now of the prophecy of unification, a prophecy spoken in the war of rage back at the beginning when everything was broken. A tale told that someday wolves and other changers would come together again. We would put aside our differences, our anger, our rage, and work together for Gaia, for the earth, together. I am of the Shadow Lords, I am a follower of Grandfather Thunder, and I will tell you this. We have fought for generations to get to this moment where we can pull together once again. You, Cleath, you new guru, will have to take this cub known as Thomas Johnson under your wing, and you will have to work with this Korax Sun Seed Sword and you must make a pack, and you must search the world for that which has been forgotten. 
that which has been lost, that which has been broken. And as you do this, you will sow the seeds of unification. You will set the first steps of the prophecy of the phoenix into motion, which, yes, will bring the apocalypse, but will also bring us the chance of success if you fulfill the prophecy of unification. You may ask questions. While she was speaking, I just shifted back into Hamid and got a notepad out and started just writing down things I don't understand. Um, I'm a little wrapped up in what's going on, and I don't necessarily remember to put clothes on while I'm doing this, so I'm just going to continue taking notes. Fair. Jim. Raya, the prophecy of the Phoenix is known to us. What is the prophecy of unification? Is it written down? It is not known. It is lost, this prophecy. It is a prophecy that I am the bearer of. I keep the oral wisdom, the history of it. It has not been written down. It speaks simply, though. It says there will be six. Six that will bring a fusion, a... The word is ancient. I, I'm searching for the English one to explain to you. It is like a, a weaving of a tapestry. You will weave the tapestry again. You will fix it. You will darn it like socks. And you will bring us all together once more. All of us. You will return the lost Pharaoh. You will return the Garu nation to strength, to unity. And doing so, you will kickstart the end, but with us in a place where we will win. Elder, um, I'm not, I'm humbled by your words, but I don't understand. We're all new cubs. I, I follow uh, Great Unicorn and for generations we've sought to try to bring about reconciliation and, and peace and discovery between all of Gaia's children, but what makes us special? I'm just looking around and I see children. We can't be Gaia's champions for this, especially as with all the blood on our claws, on our ancestors' claws. They're, what you're asking for, it's, it's beyond us. I think you answered your own question there because in order to fix something, A, you need to realize it's broken and an awful lot of the people who have been around for a long time don't realize things are broken. But not only that, by asking that very question, you've got an open mind. She's asking to have an open mind. You know, this, um, yeah, I'm sorry, forgive me if I don't get your name right, but the um, bird person. Dove, sunseed sword. He puffs up his feathered breast. A, a dove. Ah. It's possible that, you know, certainly I've heard stories that there are an awful lot of people that wouldn't like to be associated with a bird person. So I think, Mr. Alexander, that uh, you answered your own question. It's because we're young and maybe we have less of the blood on the claws than a lot of other people do. If there should be blood on our claws, it should be the blood of the worm, not of our allies. Agreed. However, we have generations upon that. Have, let me ask you a question. I'm, I know it's kind of against type to be the uh, child of Gaia who's a cynic, but let me be very abundantly clear because I've had, I've tried to have intertribal relations. I've tried to reach out to the Pharaoh that my family knows. I have done everything I can. I truly believe that peace 
and reconciliation is something we all need to try. But I don't under I don't think any of you other cubs understand how much they hate us, and rightfully so. Um, I understand the gravity of this, and I want this. I think probably more than any of you can understand. Children, as Alexander is speaking, Dove slowly does the that birdie sidestep sort of maneuver when they're getting all sneaky going over because he sees his shoe and he sees, uh, hopefully you have shoelaces on there. Um, and he leans over and he pecks at the shoelace, gives it a little tug. Child of Gaia, we're here. I'm here. And I represent Thera in general. And we're very stubborn. Well, most of the others are stubborn. But we all fight for the same cause. We all bask in Helios's brilliant radiance and Lady Luna's blessed light. We are brothers in a way. So yes, it is difficult to reach out to the older people, but since we all represent the new generation, we can start cleaner. I, um, as I'm talking through all this stuff, you see that I'm fidgeting with something in my right pocket, just constantly fidgeting. And it's something that um, is beginning a little bit worse. But um, I kneel down to uh, Sunsea's sword and I pull it out. And it's just this uh, little uh, silver medallion. Uh, one head, it has nothing. On the other hand, it just has the head of unicorn. And I'm just holding it on. It's almost like an AA token. And I'm just holding on to it, constantly rubbing it. And I'm look, looking at uh, the Korax. I'm like, I, I want to. I, I, I want to. I want to believe you, and I'm, I'm going to try. If this is what Gaia wants of me. If this is what my grandmother wants of me, I'm going to do this. But I, I know too many people who died trying, and not through the claws of the other Pharaoh, but they lost their way. And if this is where I'm supposed to be, it's where I'll go. Look forward. Don't cling to the worst of the past. Look at it as a lesson. If there's anything I learned, and the bird sort of quirks his head a bit, and you could see that across the lower part of his beak, you can see still healing wounds there, where it looks suspiciously like he was punched by something that said the word fuck on it, but it's backwards, and it's still healing. And there's a story to that, but we'll get into that later. If there's anything I learned, don't mess with things after you've come to realize what they are. You learn from it. You move through it. You have to be dynamic. We are creatures of balance, blessed with all the gifts. Let go and move forward. We have, and he puffs up his feathered breast again, spreading his wings. The Korax love the wolves. We watch you. We know your habits, but we love you. We are brothers. Don't cling to those fears of the past. Be aware of them. We're not foolish. But don't be bogged down. Be your best self for Gaia. I just reach down and just pet, like, uh, if he allows me to, just of stroke course. him a little bit. And he goes, up. I'll, I'll try. If this is what Gaia demands, this is what Gaia will happen. But I will do what I can. So Maria speaks up at this point. She <laughs> says, most of you have spoken and have spoken to each other. I will say this. The spirits have told us who to choose. You were all chosen before you were born. You are all special. Even speaks with wind who, who is known to us for all of the many things he has done. You are all in the right place 
for you. If I may, um, bonds between the Farah and the Guru can be built and sometimes rebuilt two or three times in the morning on Saturday or Sunday when you find a particularly tasty fish in the trash. How then do we begin? Uh, I don't know how we begin with these others. Uh, We should start by seeking them out, maybe. Leave it to the bone gnar to be the smartest one above us. Winslow speaks up. Winslow is, he had padded up as the Hispo at the beginning. He, I had described him before, he's a tall black man with white braided hair, goes down far along his back, tied back in a bunch. He looks at each of you. You all are special. And I hate to say that because every one of us is special in our own way, but you have been chosen to do this task and you may fail. You may all die horribly. You may all be thrown into a lake of silver and never escape. You may all perish under the claws of worm beasts. You may fall to infighting and kill one another. You may accidentally kill the pharaoh that you are sent to work with. But I have faith that this will not happen. And he kind of looks at you as if he expected that to be a, uh, a comforting speech. I've had worse works for me. All right. I'm in. The Corex lifts his head upwards, bearing his throat, then does a low bow, like how you might see birds on a rooftop sort of basking in the sun, putting his wings out before the elder. Well said, well said. As a motivational speech go, it, you know, I, I have heard slightly better, but from the fact that you say, and the theorist says that, you know, the spirits have chosen us then they must have a reason whether if we fail then we've done our best and that's all that you can ask for we will not fail thomas is really just sitting there awestruck uh mostly looking at winzo because it now just occurred to him that changing with clothes is possible and he's just kind of like looking like how how realizing and now he's going to go put his clothes on taking out of his bag mumbling to himself like what the i I gotta learn that i gotta figure that out i think that one of the first steps should be appealing to the particular totem spirits winslow it's going to be a long process too most of them hold deep wounds winslow smiles and he nods and he there are steps along this path that you must tread and you speak sense You must do at least two tasks here from the Sept of the Forgotten before you begin your journey. You must seek out a totem for your pack together, and you must work with us so that we may dedicate your items to you. We will do this, what we call the rite of dedication. He's looking directly at Thomas as he says this. This is a spiritual rite that keeps your clothing and other things that you carry with you on you as you change shape. It is a special right that we will pass on to each of you. And then we must do the right of the totem. And you must undergo a quest to seek your pack totem. A totem that must be willing to accept a pack with a Pharah member. And we will see how that goes. Dove sort of clicks his beak in an approving manner before he puffs back up, stands up tall, proud bird, and does that raven sort of strut walk around the group nodding and bobbing his head up and down. 
maybe the Korax being here is a sign that Raven's already chosen us. But we have to bear in mind that it's possible that the other pharaoh might not exactly like the fact that we have a Korax and we have a Raven totem. So maybe there's a lot actually to talk about here and maybe we can be guided by the edge of our pack that might know, you know, with respect more about these things than I do. That is an yeah. interesting question. Do we choose the totem or does the totem choose us? I've never understood how that works. Then Maria steps in at this point and she says, when we do the rite of the totem, there will be a call out to the spirits who may be willing to oversee your pack. And a quest will occur. You will be set on a path. This sept is perfectly designed as a pathway to begin that quest. The road will open and you will be sent in search of the spirit that is answering your call. Oof. Then we better get started, right? Agreed. Uh, uh, a couple points just before uh, we get started on this. Um, uh, just a couple things I, I would like to ask. Um, what's a Cleus? The Korax flutters on up and lands on Thomas's shoulder, if he will allow him, and quirks his head. They didn't tell you? Is the first rank of werewolves, those of us who have completed our rite of passage. He looks at Alexander rather pointedly. Those of us who have completed our rite of passage and stand as members of the Guru Nation. As I understand it, you have not. So you are still considered a club. So we Winslow is the first, first one of us I met. And that was like an hour ago before we got here. The important thing here is you should never be afraid of asking a question. Because if one of the other four of us wolves or our friend that flies cannot answer your question, then it's a question we need answered by someone else. So never be afraid of asking okay. a question. That goes for actions too. Before you do anything for right now, just ask. Follow our lead. But... Uh, We'll get you through this. Okay. Don't be alone. It is his duty. Is he not the questioner? Is he not one of the uh, ragabash, I believe the word is? Maria like tilts her head to the side and says, you are sharp-eyed, are you not, Edward? I don't believe Thomas understands what the different auspices are. Nope. Then let us explain, because I believe that it is very important he understands this. A moment. We have other things to attend to. Please spend some time with the cub instructing him. And when the moon rises this night, we will begin the two rites that we must enact. And they depart. And all the other elders with you, leave with them. Korax bows his head respectfully as the elders leave. Jason takes a moment, claps his grandson on the shoulder and says, you will do me proud. And then he gets on the bike and roars off into the umbra. And the bike itself flies, or seemingly so. My grandma just uh, pulls me down really quick, gives me a peck on the on the uh, forehead, and uh, she takes the necklace off that has a uh, onyx icon of a unicorn's head and puts it uh, around my uh, neck and uh, pats my cheek, says I love you, and walks off into the forest. When the elder after the elders depart, I'm going to walk over to Thomas, extend my hand. Thomas, right? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, TJ's fine. Um, I, I know y'all. I heard people have different names. I, I don't know how that works. Uh, exp- uh, to explain, a lot of the elders walked around had, and some of some of the rest of us have earned what are called deed names. Basically, 
it's when you perform a deed that is sufficiently impressive or important that it's worth you being known for. And they, it sometimes gets used in place of your name. It sometimes gets attached to your name. And you can accumulate more than one of them. I mean, I have not earned mine yet, but I believe that Dove has, um, Speaks with the Wind has. Um, did you have a deed named uh, Zach? I do indeed. Sometimes, and it's not exactly a fixed thing. It's not something that just, ha- it's something that just happens organically. It comes with time. It has to do with gaining of renown and rank, which is getting to something else we need to explain. Let's just start with this. Hi, I'm Edward, and welcome to the Guru Nation and your pack. Uh, We've all been chosen for a purpose here, and we should get to know each other. As Edward is uh, speaking, and when Thomas and and uh, Edward go to shake hands... Dove sort of does the sideways bird walk down one hand, one arm, and up onto the other until he's perched on Edward's shoulder, sort of giving him almost like an Odin sort of a look. And he'll nod. He'll nod toward the bird. I haven't had the privilege of meeting a pharaoh before. I have met many wolves, and they are many of them honorable and respectable. I hope to prove another one such. I believe so. I believe so. Thomas. So does pharaoh mean bird person like garu means werewolf or is that not exactly uh pharaoh refers to the collection of non-garu change i think that uh dove here might be better able to explain that but pharaoh i think is the word that garu used to explain all the other changers i only know of them and i've only heard stories of them this is the first one i met all of us were created with a purpose under gaia we all have a purpose to serve. The Guru were created to be, as believe, Gaia's warriors. We're meant to, to defend her from everything that would try to harm her. And in many cases, that inc- that, that's mostly the worm, but that's a, that's a long story. Um, the Korax, what were the Korax's stated purpose, Dove? We watch and we tell stories. We are Gaia's messengers. We make sure that all of you know what's happening here and there and everywhere. We were all built to work coordinated together. That is why this prophecy, and he sort of puffs up his feathered breast again, is so important to me. This is Gaia's intention. This is Gaia's wish for all of us. We're supposed to be working together. The Pharah, the Pharah, as I understand it, meant all of us. Garu, Korax, Goral, Rokia. We were all under that title once, but now because of the past, we've been divided and we call each other these different terms. We, and he looks around to each Guru present, we are the Pharah. But I'm a Korax. 